Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. Jesus, we love you. We magnify you. We glorify you, God. We make space for you. Come on, it's gonna be a good morning. Happy birthday, Pastor Michaela. And look, I, well, you can stay standing. I have a word for Pastor Michaela. I know, I know. And I was like, really God? And he's like, yep. And it has to do with a river. So I know it's from him. But here's, here's what I saw over you. And, and it's for Pastor Matt as well. But, but your, your life, your marriage, the word I heard was you have irrefutable evidence of the goodness of God. And I, I wanna read it to make sure I have it right. But what, what I saw is that over your life, Pastor Michaela, there is rivers of gold flowing from you. And God showed me that it is, the source is the, you have a heart of gold. And that, that it, is, it is actually the most beautiful thing about you is, is how much you love and care for other people. And, and he showed me that actually the way your husband is designed is that it actually his sparks, his fire, his intensity, it actually purifies it even more. And so every year your marriage becomes more valuable. And every year your family becomes more beautiful. And every year you two, the Hubbards become more glorifying to God. So don't try to dam it up. Don't try to control it. And what, what I saw was that there are actually, there are three rivers. And, and the first is your family. And the second is church and your ministry. And the last one is a new one. And what, what I saw is that you both had to fight very hard for the first two rivers, but the third river is an overflow. It's a new stream in your life. And it's, it's the answers of dreams coming true that you've been believing for. And so God, I thank you that in this year and in this decade and over this family, God, that your goodness would be irrefutable over their life. God, we thank you that flowing from you through them are rivers of gold, purified, beautiful, and showing the world that your favor is real and your goodness is real and your love is real, God. So we, we just say, bless the Hubbards in Jesus' name. Bless Pastor Michaela, bless Pastor Matt. God, we thank you for your kindness over their life in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, well, we love you. Happy birthday. You guys can be seated. Worship team, thank you so much. Have you joined me soon? It just sounds better when you're here. Well, I'm excited, I'm honored to speak here, like Pastor Matt said, I got saved in this church. It's the, it's the only church I knew and I never ever thought I would speak at a church. It's, it's baffling still to me, it's humbling, it's honoring to be able to, in, in a community like this, be trusted to speak into your life. And so I don't, I don't take that flippantly, I take that as a huge honor. So, um, but what I've learned in the Bible is, and maybe it's because I grew up, I have a degree in economics, so I spent a lot of my life grinding through spreadsheets. Did somebody woo economics? Come on, that's awesome. That never gets an amen. 
yeah. Supply and demand, woo. But I spent so much of my life worried about, you know, markets moving and fundamentals and, and, and all these things that when I got to the Bible, I was like, God, I need this to be simple. If, if I got to go to college to understand this, that's too much for me. And so when I read the Bible, I actually look for the most simple truths I can find. And, and what, what you'll find is that the more simple they are, the more irrefutable they are. And so it's, it's actually um, a beautiful way to look at scripture because it just go, God, show me something simple. I, I, don't, I don't need a thousand shallow mini revelations. I wanna know simple, pure truth. And so something that um, he's been teaching me in is rest. So the title of my message today is R.I.P. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. You know, it, what, what I found is as you, as you look for truth, it sets you free. The Bible says the truth will set us free. Free, and that's what I want, is as I dig into the Bible, I don't wanna be more bound, I want to be more free. As I come to church, I wanna feel lighter. I want, I want the word of God, his, his word in this Bible to speak truth to me that sets me free. And so that's what we're gonna do today. You guys good with that? I was gonna do it anyways, even if you said no. But you know, what, what I've found is that I'm not very good at rest. Uh, it, Growing up as a man in sports and even just the, the world that we live in, it's, it's like beast mode, no rest days. Clearly JD has no days off to get those biceps. Like you just gotta work harder, grind harder, push harder and do more. And, and you get into church and it's really easy to fall into that same thing. It's, it's like, okay, well, God, I really wanna do things for you. So if I do more, I must be being more faithful. So let me, let me show up to every single thing. Let me never miss a day of men's prayer like Kevin Deddy for who, six years as a perfect record. <clears throat> Even when he was on vacation, he live streamed in to men's prayer. That's how faithful that man is. And, and, and all of these things are good, right? Men's prayer is good. Wednesday nights are good. Sundays are good. Connect groups are good. DNA is good. All of that is good. But if we start to do it in some way to earn something from God, then our hearts change. And, and that's religion. Religion is like, do all of these things so you can deserve the right to talk to him or deserve the right to pray for him. Or if you want that thing, you've gotta do this to get it. Or because Jesus did that for you, you have to suffer for him now. And that's not at all, thankfully, what Jesus teaches. So we're gonna go into Matthew 11, famous scripture something you've likely heard before, but, I, but I'm believing something that will hopefully have more depth and freedom and rest for you as we read it. So this is Matthew 11. He says, come to me all. Everybody say all. All means everyone, all of you, everyone here, not just the people in the front row, all of us. Come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Anyone need rest? Had a long week, I need some rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. I'm gonna read, I, I don't always go to the message version, but I think maybe it's just the creative side of my brain loves the way it illustrates things. And I wanna read out of that translation here because it paints such a beautiful picture of what Jesus is saying here. It says, are you tired, worn out, 
burnt out on religion. Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. That's a, a good sign when you come to church, you should leave feeling lighter. If you walked into a, a place and you feel heavier or more tired, then that's, that's not truth from God. He said, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. But super simply, he's saying, do it like I do it and do it with me. Do it like I do it and do it with me. Why would he have said this? Super obvious. He knows that our default as human beings are to be overworked and overloaded. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna exhaust ourselves in things that are fruitless and we're gonna carry and pick up things that we're never meant to wear. So Jesus is speaking directly to us and he's saying, I am the answer to that. If you want rest, I am the Prince of Peace. So come rest in peace. Rest in peace. So we're gonna get into it. I have 37 messages, 37 titles and points on how simple rest is. No, I don't. I don't even honestly have points. God was like, don't make this complicated. Rest is easy. You don't need 10 hacks to rest. It's really easy. So we're gonna go into some real basics on rest. Point number one, we are designed to rest. We are designed to rest. If you look at this, the way the world, how even from Genesis, how God created the world, he has created a rhythm of rest, day and night, seasons. And he's, he's even, when he built the world, he actually took a day of rest and said, this is how I want you to model your life. I want you to not force your way through the nights working and laboring. I want you to rest. Jesus actually teaching to the Pharisees, he says the Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath. And, and when Jesus is teaching us to pray, he actually teaches us this same rhythm. He says, I want you to say, give us this day our daily bread. If I was being candid, I don't like that concept. I, I want minimum like two weeks of supplies. I, I would prefer like the subscribe and save Amazon membership, like just drop ship tomorrow, like a month's worth. Anyone buy supplies during COVID? I got this company. I bought this dry food that comes in a case. American Patriot, I think it's called. I have two boxes of it in my garage. Somehow that gave me rest. It's, I don't know, if the power goes out, there's like a solar thing that will boil water so my wife and I can eat like hot beans if things go crazy. I mean, but the things we'll lean into for rest, you know, and it, hot beans. But if, if I'm being honest, like even when I get paid, I get paid two weeks as an employee, it's, it's hard for me to not go, oh, I can rest now. We have money. And God's like, I do not want that type of relationship with you. I want you to daily come to me. I want you to trust that I am your daily provision, your daily protection, and everything you need is in me. It's not in a paycheck. It's not in a politician. It's not in a bank account. It's in me. That is the rhythm. 
It's actually really beautiful. If you look at the way God designed night and day, he actually designed sunsets. How many people love a good sunset? If you, if you watch the coast at a sunset, you'll notice that everybody stops. Everybody stops to watch it. Even people who don't believe in God will stop, take out their photos, gather their kids, slow down for a second. And to me, it's almost like God showing off, forcing us to rest. He's like, he's like, before this goes into darkness, before you lay down, I'm gonna show you that I am more beautiful and more powerful and more magnificent than anything you could possibly imagine. And you could see a sunset for every day of your life and you would still stop to watch how beautiful my work is. That's how he built the world. He designed us to have a rhythm of looking to him. Psalm 62, David speaking, he says, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. He is my rock and my salvation and my fortress. So the good news today is we have permission to rest. Permission to rest. Point number two is he wants us to rest. Since he designed it that way, it's not a far leap to say that he actually wants us to do things as he designed them. And again, this is something that in my flesh I rebel against constantly. I don't wanna rest, I wanna work. It feels like faithfulness to be busy. It feels like laziness to be still. And so I have to keep looking to him and go, okay, not only do you want me to rest, but I have to look at why he wants me to rest. You know, I don't, he is a good God and I think he loves power naps, but I think he designed it for a little bit more than that. Shout out to the dads with a power nap, like that 2 p.m. power nap. That's a little secret if you didn't know about that. But 15 minutes recharge. Anyways, few people get it. You'll figure it out. Just try it Monday and thank me. But he, it was more than just like, he just wants you to go to sleep. He wants you to rest because rest means trust. Whenever we rest in him, we're trusting him. And whenever we listen to what he says, which is us resting in him, it means we're obeying. And he wants two things. He wants us to trust him and obey him. Kevin talked about it. It, it is the behavior that he wants. The Bible actually says he doesn't want sacrifice. He wants obedience, but sometimes I can feel like, well, let me, let me just double down and work harder. If I could give you more things to bless, you might bless me more. But he's like, no, I want you to rest in me, Mike. I want you to slow down. There's a funny um, testimony around this. So I wasn't where I wanted to be financially a few years ago. I still had a Prius, which Pastor Matt would kindly remind me of occasionally. If you have a Prius, this has nothing to do with you. It's just, I, I needed to get out of stuck. And I had been trying and trying to generate financial success in my life. And Pathfinders was, is this incredible vehicle for that. So I decided, I decided I'm gonna sign up for the apprenticeship. Now, what I realized is that there was nothing wrong with the apprenticeship, but my approach to it was wrong. What, what I started to do is say, okay, God, I will give you another thing. And if I do that, then you have to show up. And I was almost like formulaically trying to put God in a position to, to succeed on my behalf. And it was like, okay, well, I'm giving you this money and this Tuesday night and six months for this long. And if somehow I can perform my way to show you I deserve this thing. And God was like, Mike, you are a donkey. 
I mean, he speaks pretty plainly to me, but I, I showed up to this Pathfinders thing like so obnoxious. I was like turning in homework early, like doing extra assignments, like way too competitive in these competitions with like Legos. And, and I'm like, I'm gonna win this jacket and I'm gonna show everybody that I'm a success. And God was like, bro, you need to stop. And, and he spoke to me very clearly. He said, Mike, you can keep working. You can keep doing this exact same thing and you will be the exact same at the end of this. Nothing will change. Or you can learn how to rest in me. And so it quickly shifted my heart and it showed me that I had put my trust in circumstance and in my own ability instead of really leaning into God and letting him heal things. Again, he, he doesn't want us to trust in systems or some formula. He wants us to trust in him. In the Bible, he says, so simply, be still and know that I'm God. Pretty simple, be still. I wonder how often are you still? What, what area are you feeling restless in? David says this, and this is one of my favorite scriptures. He says, he makes me lie down. Sometimes I just need to be pushed over. I just need to be like flattened. And God say, Mike, look around you the green things, the pastors, the family, everything around you is me. And you just need to rest for a minute. I want you to rest. Amen? Amen. Point number three, we're moving fast. Come on. Not that this is a race, because this is rest. <laughs> why rest? Point number three, why rest? My wife said it beautifully. She probably could have just preached this better than me. She said, because God's rest is his best. God's rest is his best. I've been doing this marathon training. I honestly don't know why. Um, Dr. Brian, like 18 months ago, preached this message on, and he was saying how he, he was changing his identity through running. And God was like, you need to start running. And I'm like, I hate running. And he's like, that's why you need to start running. And so I, I jump into this marathon training with like literally vans on. And I hadn't run a mile since high school and it was a slow mile then. And so 20 years later, I'm like barely making it. And I just, I, I plowed as many miles as I could that month. And I started getting injured. And I was like, dude, this is, how am I supposed to do this? I'm never gonna make to a marathon. And so I reached out to a friend who does a ton of ultra marathons. He's like, well, what's your recovery been like? And I was like, what's that? He's like, you're not resting? And I was like, dude, I thought we just, no days off. If I wanna look like JD, I just keep going. And he's like, dude, you have to rest. So I ha we have a slide for you. These are some of the reasons why we need rest. Do we have that? Maybe, yes, I think so. In Jesus' name. Here, I'll, I'll, while we're waiting for that, a good reason why we need rest is you, all right, here we go. Why do we need rest? Without rest, there is no recovery. I learned that really quickly running that I wasn't allowing my body to recover. But same for your body, same for your soul, same for your spirit. You need to teach your body a rhythm of rest so you can have recovery. With recovery comes strength. With strength comes endurance. With endurance comes victory. With victory comes freedom and with freedom comes peace. 
So you finally, in, in the heart of God to us all is to be restored. You cannot have restoration without rest. That's his, that's his picture for us. And so there is a process to that. And just, just quickly, I'll define, there's two different things. There is, there is relief, which is like immediate help. And then there is restoration. Relief is like us airdropping supplies to a village or to a place that's been decimated by some weather storm or something like that. All that does is temporarily change their circumstances. It's no relationship. It's just immediate relief. And sometimes in church, we need that. But what, what, what I really needed was restoration, which was not just circumstantial, but I needed me to change. I needed my heart, my mind, my belief system, everything to change. And that's what restoration is. It's closeness, it's intimacy, and it is a process, but that's okay. You cannot rush restoration. Amen? Amen. One other, one other reason why we need rest is, I don't know about you, but I look bad tired. I act poorly tired. Anyone have kids? What do your kids look like tired? I have to remind myself that I am not a toddler. I don't get to throw tantrums. And sometimes I just need to go to sleep. Like, shut up, Mike, go to sleep. Rachel doesn't say that, but she wants to say that. One time we got in a fight and I did fall asleep. Not a good look. I needed a lot of rest. She woke up in the morning. She's like, do you know you fell asleep while we were fighting? And I was like, do you know that we probably shouldn't be fighting at midnight? So little, little tip for married couples, just go to bed. <laughs> so point number four, is this good? All right, point number four, rest from what? What are we gonna rest from? It's helpful to rest if you know what you're gonna rest from. Jesus talks about this in this scripture, in, in Matthew 11, he says, come to me, all who are wearied and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So the first thing he calls out is those of us who are tired, who are weary. In my own life, where I found this is this is the pressures I put on myself to provide, to protect. Oftentimes, it's also me trying to perform so somebody or something will recognize me. It's, it's, it's a very easy thing to fall into in our world. You can, you can be on Instagram and be like, okay, well, I don't have that thing. I must not be working hard enough. Or, I, I, you know, we can't afford to do that yet. Okay, I gotta keep working. Or, you know what, they, they've got something we don't have. Okay, back to the grind, back to the grind. And, and that is exhausting. And that is not what Jesus wants from us. You know, for dads, oftentimes it can be a pursuit to provide, to create results. And, and I'm not saying just retire and, and rest, but, but there is a rhythm to your work. And there is a time where actually your kids and your wife and your family need you to be present and not tired. And so when we come to church and when we come to men's prayer and when we come to God every morning, it's God, let me know when to work and when to rest. Show me what I should do today and not worry about tomorrow. It, this is, again, for me, it's, it's exchanging. Jesus talks about, and for me, the word yoke was weird because all I knew was egg yolk. Like, I, I knew an egg yolk. I, I didn't grow up a farmer. I was here in San Diego. I wear skinny jeans. I know nothing about farming. 
a yoke was a weird concept to me. What, what I had to do, and I think we have a picture of it, is, is understand the concept of a yoke. That's what Jesus wants you to do. No. <laughs> That's what a yoke is. And, and, and what that is, is a, is a spiritual picture of the things that we're carrying that we're not meant to carry. And Jesus's invitation in this scripture is to connect ourselves to him. And he says his burden is light. He's not actually exchanging something heavy for something heavy. He's saying, I want you to connect yourself to me and in my grace and in my power and in my perfection, this will be light and this will be easy. And what's, what's interesting about being yoked to Jesus is it's very hard to turn around. Like, like if this guy wants to go that way, that, that's gonna be really awkward. So what I found that's beautiful about this scripture, about being tired or heavy laden, is that I get to go, I am committing my heart and my life and my spirit to Jesus who's going this way. And in his strength and in his name, everything becomes light and easy. And so that's what he wants from us. For, for, those, for those who are feeling heavy burden or tired, I just wanna ask you, when's the last time or what area have you felt this restlessness? Where have you felt like you can't stop? And if you stop, that means momentum stops. And that's, that's a lie from the enemy because Jesus wouldn't, wouldn't create rest if it meant that everything you were working on would die if you rested. Where, where have you felt heavy? Where have you felt burdened? You know, I, I think it's almost like, has anyone ever done a Murph before? A few people. If you know what it is, you, you do an obnoxious amount of exercise. And if that wasn't enough, you're supposed to do it with a 20 pound weighted vest on. The enemy tries to trick us into that. Do an obnoxious amount of work and carry things you've never meant to carry. He, he's saying, if he, if, you, if he knew the things you should do, you don't get to take that off. You are a failure. You are a loser. You are unfaithful. And that's, that was the lie to me. And, and one of the hardest things for me to let go of was the shame of the things I put my wife through. And even though she had forgiven me and we had, we had healed and we had gone through things, the whisper constantly was, no, you're still that thing. And I would put on this weight vest and it was almost like the, like the prescribed workout was to, was to work really hard with this thing on and then you could might be able to earn a break from it. And God's like, I'm not that way. I am easy and I am light. Amen? Point number five, this is the last point. That easy, how to rest. There's some very practical ways that I've learned how to rest. And the first one is to repent. For those of us who didn't grow up in church like me, that felt really like an awkward word. It felt painful. It felt uncomfortable. Repentance was like a hard word, but simply all it means is turn back. Repentance means turn back. It means take the thing that, that feels heavy, that feels dark, that feels shameful, that feels sinful and go, you know what? I'm not, I'm not drifting, I'm turning back. You will find rest every time you bring repentance back to God. It's, 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 it should be an easy thing. It's not something you do once at the altar and then never do again for the rest of your life. It's something we do daily. It's something I do, God. I, I repent of that thought, that anger, that greed, that, that, that selfishness, that pride, that, that anger, that love, whatever it is, I get to constantly go, 
where, where before, and this is something Pastor Matt's taught me really well, is before it took like probably a hundred pounds worth of repentance for me to realize I needed to let it go. And now because of the Holy Spirit and sensitivity and men's prayer, I now, I can feel it very quickly that I, I'm carrying something I should not carry. And because repentance is light and easy, I can quickly put that down. That's how we get rest is quickly put down those things. Super practical, forget the to-do list. Forget, I know, I know. We love our to-do lists. I have an app for my to-do list that then feeds into another dashboard to show me in my emails what my to-do list is. But those can become tiresome. And, and I can go to bed and instead of resting, I can be worried about tomorrow. And Jesus says, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Stop comparing yourselves to others. This was, this was a hard thing for me to do, especially when I had a Prius. <laughs> Pull up to a stoplight and be like, you wanna race? I'm like, no, I don't wanna race. Your golf cart will beat me. I'm basically driving a enclosed golf cart. Not anymore. Thank God, I've been free of that. But comparison will steal your rest because it will get you to work harder. It will get you to try harder. It will get you to push in your own strength to do things and force outcomes and create results that you're not meant to do in your own strength. For, for me, the, 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 one of the loudest things is my device. And so I've had to teach myself how to be quiet without a device, to not lay down in bed where I should be having rest and I should be closing my day, connecting with God, but then they go, okay, well, let's, what's this thing, okay? Well, clearly now we need to go to Belize on vacation too, babe. And uh, I'm gonna start hunting and I'm gonna, um, I need to buy this air filter because, it, and there's just thousand reasons to feel anxious and feel stressed and feel tired. And, and then you can read something like, you can, a podcast by David Goggins and it's like, he, he wakes up at 4 a.m. Like 5 a.m. isn't even good enough anymore. And it's like, okay, I got it. Let's set three alarms because I'm just gonna try harder. But, but that's, not, that's not rest. That's not quiet. I challenge you, drive in your car with no music and don't call anyone. Just make time for God. Even if it's a 10 minute commute, be okay with silence. I think, I think we've become so afraid of silence that we just wanna fill the void with something, but that's not rest. And you can't hear from God in that space. Pray and listen. Early on, my prayers were just like a laundry list of things I needed. If you could show up here and here and here, that'd be great. Okay, see ya. But, but what he wants is to speak to us and you will find rest when you hear from God. His voice telling you what to do will silence every other voice. And then I can rest knowing that I heard from God. And so I can go forward in that thing because he spoke to me, but you have to be quiet for that. Worship, worship is one of the most beautiful ways I've found. It's one of the most clear ways for me to no longer think or speak what I wanna say, but praise God for how good he is. And Wednesday night, we're gonna have a worship night. We're gonna clear out all the seats and, and invite your friends and just come worship God, rest in his presence. 
Jesus takes it really practically. He says, come to me. Like I said in the beginning, he says, do it like I do it and do it with me. He says, let me guide you and let me carry things for you. He says, come to him, which means that we can go to other things. And I have to constantly challenge myself, where did I go to find rest? What, what thing did I look for to have comfort in or certainty in or confidence in or peace in? And, and it, do, if I go to those things more than him, I have to recalibrate. I have to come to him. But he actually, he, he wants us not to just come to him, but be close to him. And my challenge to you today would not be content to be in the crowd, but pursue being close to him. If you see the woman who had the issue of blood, the, the Bible says that Jesus was surrounded in a crowd, but it was, his, it was her touch, her closeness to him where everything changed. And so it's, it's not okay to just try to, try to get close to him by sitting in the back and saying, okay, well, you know, I showed up for a little bit. He, he wants to know what you want him to do. And how I know that is because he says it. Second Corinthians 12, nine. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power, his power is made perfect in our weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. What's beautiful is it's not when I have it all together, not when I've performed, not when I've perfected something, but in my weakness is when his power comes. And that takes intimacy, that takes vulnerability. It takes transparency to come to God and say, there's an area of my life that hurts that feels like weakness, that I'm scared of, that I'm afraid of, that I'm ashamed of, but I'll bring it to you because you say, if I bring it to you, that's where your power is made perfect. He's saying rest in him so his power can rest on us. One question that I would ask after I take this, I need a rest, okay? Is that okay? I'd ask yourself is where are you withdrawing? because the opposite of closeness would be withdrawal. Where, where do you not feel close to God? Where do you feel like instead of leaning into him, you felt like pulling back? Well, Rachel and I experienced this. And some of you know our story, but after a few years, we decided we were gonna try to have children. And we didn't think we were gonna have a problem with that, but we had miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. And by the, by the last miscarriage, we honestly wanted to withdraw. I still remember services where I had to pull Rachel down from the top and say, no, babe, we don't, we're not gonna sit in the back. But we were hurting. We, we, we were scared. We didn't know what to do. And, and, and we didn't wanna trust anymore because of the pain. But Jesus's invitation is come close to me and stay close to me. Bring me everything. Do we have that picture of Emmy that you guys could put up? So this is Wednesday night. This is our beautiful daughter, Emerson Grace, our miracle baby. 
We got the pleasure of baptizing her. And that's what happens when you stay close to him. When you, when you give him everything and you say, even when I'm hurting, even when it's broken, even when it's painful, even when I'm lost, even when I'm confused, even when it doesn't make sense, I will stay close to you. And what's beautiful is now is we've gotten to teach our daughter what staying close to God looks like. And so this, I didn't, she brought this up to us. She said, dad, I wanna get baptized. And we made sure she understood what it meant. And then when she came up out of the water, she said, dad, I feel different. And I said, how, how so? And she said, in my heart. And that's what God wants from all of us is he wants total transformation, restoration and healing in your heart. That's what he's after. In John six, Jesus says this. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. His answer is always the same. If you're thirsty, the answers come to him. If you're hungry, the answer is come to him. If you're tired, the answer is come to him. He is the Prince of Peace. And what he's saying is come to me, come rest in peace. The thing, the outcome, the fear, the mistake you made, the, the child you're worried about, the business that isn't lining up. He's saying, come to me, come rest in me. I am your peace. I am your provision. I am your protection in the name of Jesus. That's what he wants from all of us. And as, as we come to a close, I'm gonna pray for two groups of people, but the, the, the ultimate peace that I've had in my life, the ultimate peace I've had is eternal peace. Because this life, it does, it does matter, but eternity matters more. And what, what I love about Jesus is what he did for us, is that we get to rest in him. I sort of cheekily titled this RIP, because that, that is a thing that's usually associated with a gravestone is to rest in peace. But listen to what the Bible says. This is Colossians 3. Speaking about you, it says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. In a very real and a very powerful way, when you receive Christ, you are dead to your old life. That life has no power over you. No matter what thing you did, no matter what mistake, no matter how far you've been gone, when you see, receive Jesus, when you rest in him, everything changes. You truly get to rest. You're not, not a slightly better version of who you were before. Jesus is not a self-help guru. He makes you a new creation because he so loved you, he came and died for you. So you are dead to those old things. There is true eternal rest in you, for you in Jesus. So like I said, 12 years ago, I came into this church and I needed what Jesus had. I didn't know it, but I needed it. And so I wanna make that same invitation that Jesus is making to you today, come to him. If you're tired, if you're burdened, come to him. 
And on the count of three, I'm just gonna simply ask if you've never done that before, if you've, if you've never received Jesus, it's so easy and it's so light to receive him. His invitation is come to me. So all you have to do is just quickly, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand on the count of three. So one, two, three. If that's you across this room, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today I just want you to shoot your hand up. Even if it's one person. We'll wait. Come on, I know, I know today that, awesome, thank you, Jesus. In the back, God bless you. This is what church is about. It is about restoration. It's about healing and I'm proud of you. It's one of the greatest things you can do is say, you know what, Jesus, what you have, I want. It's not heavy, it's, it's light and it's easy and it matters. And so I'm gonna ask all of us to say a prayer. What was your name? Anyone can hear him? Daniel? We're gonna pray with Daniel, is that cool? Come on. Come on, we can stand to our feet. I'm gonna say, Jesus, I receive what you have for me. I believe that you died for my sin and you rose to give me life. I receive your rest. I receive your freedom. I receive your healing. I receive your peace. And in Jesus' name, I declare that the rest of my life will be the best of my life. Amen. Amen. Okay, one last thing, and then I'm gonna pass it off to Pastor Matt. I wanna pray for anybody who feels tired. Again, we have permission to rest, but and, and we're gonna have our ministry team up here. And I'd, I'd invite you, in fact, I would challenge you to come down. We can stay where we are, but if we stay where we are, we stay where we are. And he says, come to me, come close to me, come out of the crowd and connect with him. But if, you're, if you need his rest today, I want you to raise your hand and we're gonna pray for you. If you felt tired, worn out, burnt out, Jesus, I thank you that in your name, your sons and daughters will receive your rest today. In any circumstance where they've tried, in their own strength, God, we declare your joy is now their strength, God. We declare that your word is their foundation, God. We declare that your favor is their shield, God. We declare that over this church and over this congregation flows peace and rest, God. We speak to anxious hearts and anxious minds and we say, be still. We, we calm the storms of, of bills and of eviction notices and of bankruptcies and we cancel them in Jesus' name. God, we declare that the outcome is provision and protection and peace over your sons and daughters, God. And we declare that this week we would learn to trust in you, to lean into you, to daily connect to you and see your goodness shine in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you, church. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. 
We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.